Words from Chinese ancient poems. Captivating notes in Chinese traditional music. A Chinese musician named Liu Wencheng was visiting the West. A symphony of culture and history that will touch your heart and stir your soul. It involves floating cups down a street. Will Hangzhou, the heart of China's poetic heritage, now a city of sportsmanship and unity, leave you inspired and enchanted. Person playing the sea, Asian games, participating in swimming, rowing. Join the Hangzhou Rendezvous with CGTN Radio on Mid-Autumn Day to appreciate the serene beauty described in legends, the natural wonder and perfect harmony of tradition and modernity. Hangzhou Rendezvous, a journey of a lifetime. See you there. Discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. You're listening to Roundtable with myself, He Yang. I'm joined by Xingyu and Ding Hung in the studio. And I have exciting news to announce here. Roundtable officially kicks off a special event, which will take a few weeks' time, I suppose. It's called Unitalk Challenge, Rising Stars of Roundtable. If you like Roundtable, if you like the way we talk, why not try it out yourself? We ask university students, undergrad and postgrad, to discuss and record a topic discussion that spurs your interest in English. And please send your audio recording to ezfmroundtable at foxmail.com. It's a bit of a challenge and also a little bit of a competition <laughs> and it's gonna be fun and we want to hear your voice okay that sounds just so cool <laughs> and for listeners out there they might have some questions um does it have to be three people just like round table oh good question mm. not necessarily as long as you're not monologuing as <laughs> long as you're not talking to the mirror or to the air you have one person or more okay that's fine so yeah. I can find one or two friends or more with me to have a conversation in English about the topics that we're interested in. Yeah. Uh, and then send the audio file to RT. Yes, that's okay. what you should do. And we would really appreciate it. Let me just say this again to submit your recording to EZFM Roundtable at foxmail.com. Okay, cool. Mm, yeah, so really, we look forward to receiving <laughs> all these audio clips. Yeah, featuring, I guess, there will be some wonderful discussion, you know? Yeah. Sometimes uh, your English language skill is not the only thing that matters. Ideas matter even more. Wow, definitely. That sounds so deep. <laughs> yeah, and you need to have both to really succeed in this one. And I challenge you. And that's all the fun, right? Mm -hmm. So just remember, we are looking for rising stars of Roundtable and you could be the star. <laughs> <laughs> Another question, though. So oh, if, okay. if the conversation is picked by Roundtable, do we get a chance to be aired on Roundtable? Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> with some selection of a process. And of oh, course, wow. if you're the winner, then I feel that's the least we can do. And of course, we will we'll, we'll talk to you. And uh, the least we can do is to share your voice on Roundtable. And let's see what's so cooking. Cool. Yeah. You know, something great um, is what we're planning right now. <laughs> And coming up on today's show, what makes a TV series successful can be a confluence of factors. 
an outstanding cast, great script, directorial efforts, post-production prowess, and of course. Props, fitting of the period and every scene. We take a look at the unsung heroes of TV and movie production, prop masters' responsibilities and their role in showbiz. And our special segment, Motivational Monday, coming your way will give you that adrenaline shot for the start of the week. I've also got a special song picked out for you. Our podcast listeners can find us at Roundtable China on Apple Podcast. If you have a question that you want us to answer on social issues, business, technology, or whatever moves your spirit, you can send those our way. There's a place to do it. EZFM Roundtable. At foxmail.com, and now on Roundtable, we turn our attention to TV and drama production. In recent years, historical dramas and period pieces have captivated audience home and abroad with stunning sets, costumes, and meticulous attention to detail. Amidst these elements, props play a vital role in enriching the authenticity of the narratives. A prop. Or property is any movable item that can be seen on a film or in a TV series. It could be a hat, lightsaber, carpet, kitchen unit, tree, <laughs> or aircraft. Prop masters run the property department, which makes, stores, and transports the props, as well as preps the props for each day's shoot. It sounds like a lot of work. Uh, Xinyu, you happen、yeah. to know most on this subject. <laughs> Do I? I assume, because <laughs> I know Ding Hong recently published、um, a fascinating article.、Oh, wow. Yes,、oh, cool. uh, in international affairs. That's what he does as his day job, and he just comes on an outing on Roundtable and has fun <laughs> with us. We're so grateful for that. So yeah, Xinyu, tell us how do film and TV production crews acquire props or 道具 Okay. Well, most of the time we pay a lot of attention to the protagonists when we watch a film or TV dramas. But for production teams, especially for those who strive to produce fine works, they do pay a lot of attention to the selection of props. And there are two common ways. One is to purchase props from. A place called Prop House that specializes in selling or renting out a wide range of props and items to film and TV productions. And these houses usually maintain extensive inventories of items spanning different time periods, styles, and themes. And the other way is to actually make. Props on their own.、Um, this is especially common for unique or specific items that cannot be readily found in prop houses. For example, in a Chinese wuxia drama, a genre which is a genre of Chinese fiction about the adventures of martial artists in ancient China, it features a lot of fighting scenes. Then, usually for You know, for important characters or masters of martial arts, they need a cool-looking sword. Definitely not a random sword from the prop house. So, when in that cases,、um, props、uh, need to be created、um, for this original TV production.、Mm. Yeah, which do you think is more difficult? You know, to create the set and props that reflects today contemporary society, or What you've just said, you know, either the historical dramas that I would assume that the more accurate, the better, or maybe some of these like fantasy genres, yeah, that、um, are very popular here in China, like the 仙侠 genre, the、yeah. 
a mm. chivalric Chival- fantasy, fantasy type. Yeah. Anyway, so what you say, Ding Hong? <laughs> yeah, I feel like probably the easiest model is a setting of the modern uh, contemporary yeah. setting, right? But, but to get I, that I, accurate is not that easy either. Oh, really? you look surprised. Okay, so can I give you an example <laughs> then? <laughs> Let me elaborate if I can. Um, like every time when I watch um, some of these. TV series reflecting, or sup- which supposedly should be depicting our today's yeah. life, um, it often just um, takes me out of the movie or TV series because of the props. Oh. For example, um, yeah, this lady who supposedly only joined the workforce and uh, came to Beijing like two years ago and she lives in this super spacious loft and with uh, really like fancy furniture and stuff <laughs> are surrounding her and I'm just like nobody lives like that like not somebody who's um, you know just joined the workforce now a, co- a few years and she can't afford that <laughs> or other stuff uh, sometimes the the props just look too plasticky oh. and it, it just um, it kind of again throws you off and you're like oh this doesn't look very realistic so mm. so even with like the contemporary mm. dramas it's I, th- I think it's, it's not easy. It's not yeah. easy. This is another vital element of TV and movie production that um, doesn't really get all the glory, you know, because usually we only pay attention to, oh, who's the director and who are the stars? Mm-hmm. But to make this whole thing work, oh, man, oh, man, there are so many um, different aspects and unsung heroes in the whole thing. That's how I feel. But Ding Hong, feel free to... You know, have a different opinion as you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, given this particular example that you have cited, I feel like it's probably not easy as well, huh? In terms of recreate <laughs> a modern setting, but at least there is plenty of you know things and materials available for people to refer to as a reference to use as a as a reference. But I guess for those historical drama featuring real. Historical events—that's mm. that's really really challenging. Mm. It's 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 somehow there's a lot of uh, academic work behind. Yeah. You need yeah. to do a lot of research and read through all those relevant historical documents and contexts, etc., etc. Probably by comparison, if you want to recreate a scenario or recreate a scene featuring a chivalric. Uh, fantasy, fantasy. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of, that kind of thing, or this this fictional fantasy mm-hmm. world, it's probably the easiest, easiest one. I don't oh, think that's, that's easy. Easiest. That's uh, the part you where no? you use your imagination to create something out of thin air. Mm. So I don't think that's easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but I'm not a prop master in this sense. So um, that's yeah, wh- why I think what is a prop master yeah i think that's why we need a prop master in film and tv productions and a prop master is a person who is responsible for designing creating sourcing and managing all these props used in like films or television shows um and the props master plays a very important role in ensuring that the props are appropriate for the setting. Like we said, it's a contemporary TV show or it's a historical drama or mm-hmm. it's a fictional drama. And um, they are responsible for the props that can um, 
set the storyline of the production, and they work very closely with the director and other members of the production team. Right. So you guys got me thinking. Um, <laughs> what is a little bit more difficult than the other? In theory, if it's like a contemporary setting,、mm-hmm. um, and let's say we need wine glasses, I can just. If I'm a prop master,、um, maybe I can just take one from my home. <laughs> But if it's a Xianxia story,、uh, so the、uh, chivalric fantasy genre, do they, if they're if they want to appropriate、um, wine glasses, then they probably need to make their own. They can't just yeah, buy one、exactly. from Walmart or Yuhui Chaoshu or whatever it is. So.、Um, But but it is really interesting that、um, recently there's been some controversial discussions about、uh, some prop、um, production teams, and it's either to is it to save money or I don't know just to keep the cost low or or, or for other、uh, reasons, basically. Stole the ideas, if not the actual props, from another production, and I think this shows that first of all, props, they're they can be quite expensive, and also they're an integral part of the whole production, and、um, you gotta get it right. And these days, there seems to be an increasing awareness of. Uh, inter- the protection of intellectual property, and that includes the props. Yeah. So, yeah. What do you What do you think about this? Um, I think sometimes it can be very tricky because recently some netizens have found that a sword adopted in this TV drama called Love You Seven Times, which was released this year, um, the sword looks quite similar to that from the animation The Legend of Qin Qin Shi Mingyue, in which was released in two thousand and seven. So. In mid-August, the、um, the Legend of Qin, the team released a statement saying that the production team of the Love You Seven Times hadn't obtained any authorization for the prop of the sword, and then they have the right to pursue legal legal action for copyright infringement. And in response, a staff responsible for the props of the sword said that they purchased the props from a legitimate prop store in Hengdian, which is China's largest film and TV shooting base. And the staff also said they made some modifications after purchasing it, and they didn't know it looks quite like the one from the Legend of Qin. And the staff made apologies. So I think sometimes it can be very tricky in a way that, for TV production teams, they purchase. Props from the prop house, and they made modifications that which is which is in line with the storyline or the character. But then they didn't know somehow the prop looks quite similar to another prop that showed in the previous TV dramas or, or films. So that kind of can be a very tricky. But、um, it also reminds us that it's important、um, to have a proper prop. Management and research, and we should pay more attention to detail, especially in these kind of historical and period dramas, to avoid these kind of legal issues related to intellectual property rights. Yeah. Yeah. So that actually、um, raises a question regarding, you know, whether you directly purchase these props or would you、uh, make some、uh, modification.、Mm. After purchasing them, like how to what extent would you use um, those um, 
commercial props available in the market. My idea is that if th that is something that you can purchase on any officially recognized platform, then you're supposed to. It should be all right. Yeah, yeah it should, it should be, be all right, right. right? Mm. But yeah, but I guess some some hands-on work mm. that might be more tricky, um, trickier by comparison because um, while buying or renting, you know, ready-made props can really save time and money. Mm -hmm. uh, it's really widely accepted within this particular industry that they still require some level of hands-on work, meaning mm. they need to be, you know, modified or in a sort of creative manner to adapt it to fit the specific needs of your production. So this hands-on approach can really be tricky because um, how can you make sure that after you made your required modification, uh, you don't you don't infringe on the existing intellectual property of others? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and who claims ownership of mm. these designs? Because uh. if it's the same company that's producing this show, then it might not be an issue. I am thinking of the um, the sh the the Shindiao trilogy, <laughs> you yeah, know, that when we watched when we were kids, mm -hmm. uh, produced by the Hong Kong TV station TVB. Yeah. And I remember for the trilogy, so three separate TV sh uh, drama series, mm -hmm. they all shared the same actors and actresses as well mm. as the same gowns and all kinds of props same and stuff. costumes. Yeah and, yeah, and that was fine, I guess. But those yeah. are some really sweet, fond, and distant memories. Uh, but now, um, definitely we live in a different era where uh, you have different companies coming up with their own props and other necessary um, garments and uh, equipment or whatnot for these different shows and uh, you gotta respect each other's intellectual properties other uh, uh, intellectual property rights otherwise mm. an infringement could get you into trouble and yes um, I really want to share a nerdy story here um, because when we we're talking about this this uh, topic and then I was like would, would our listeners be interested in something like this <laughs> although it's been talked about on social media or what or whatnot and actually there is this niche community of people who pay attention to these things mm. and the props in iconic scenes in really popular films and TV series could become a souvenir or a collectible oh. and um, it's simple as Let's say um, Captain America's shield. shield. If Chris Evans he, um, acted in the film using that shield, wouldn't that become a collectible for like diehard fans? Mm -hmm. And also, we know that um, the professionals, the prop masters, they really put in a lot of thought and heart into their work. Um, if they um, receive the necessary uh, remuneration and also acknowledgement, I think, and that's all really necessary and important to generate more of this professionalism in a particular occupation. And in China, I think we're, we're getting, getting there. We're still on the way and we're getting there. You're mm -hmm. listening to Roundtable coming up next, Motivational Monday. Mo 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 motivation Mondays. Motivation Mondays.
Yeah, I always feel ready for the gym, which I never <laughs> go to. <laughs> But after listening to that sweeper, motivational Monday. So, what do you have for us, Xingyu? Okay, I'll go first. Um, the quote I'm about to share today is three simple words, and it is, "This is water." And for those oh. who haven't heard about it, might wonder, what do you mean? This is water. It actually comes from a speech delivered by American writer David Foster Wallace to the graduating students of the Kenyan College in 2005, which is also my favorite commencement speech. Oh. So why water? The be- the speech starts with a story. There are two young fish swimming along, and they happen to meet an older fish swimming in the opposite direction. And the older fish nods at them and says. Morning, boys. How's the water? And the two young fish swim on for a bit, and then one of them looks at the other and goes, "What is water?" So the point of the fish story is to say that sometimes the most obvious and important realities are the ones that are often hardest to see and talk about. And for fish, water is so pervasive in their life that they take it for granted and becomes invisible to them. And in the same way, many of the fundamental aspects of our life, such as our thoughts, attitudes, and the way we perceive the world, are often so ingrained in us that we don't even realize they're. Influence, and in our mundane lives,、um, you encounter plenty of situations that don't seem to go as you wish. Such as when you drive to work, the traffic can be very bad. When you're on the subway during rush hours, it can be really crowded. And when you finally arrive at the office building in the morning, together with so many others, the elevator seems to take forever. And there are just these are just few examples. And of course, there are more annoying routines <laughs> in our lives. And for many of us, it's so easy to get frustrated and annoyed. Why are there so many people? Why is it taking such a long time? And it seems that other people are always getting in our way because, for each one of us, we are the absolute center of our lives. And oftentimes, we go through life with a natural default setting that is self-centered. So in this speech,、um, this is water is to say that. These are the moments when you get to choose. You always have a choice in how to perceive, how to think, how to pay attention, and how to react to the world around us. You get to consciously decide what has meaning and what doesn't. Oh, lovely! What a <laughs> wonderful message to receive on a Monday. Thank you so much, Xingyu. <laughs> what do you have for us, Dinghong? Okay, so I'm going to share a quote from、uh, Teng Wang Ge Xu, a piece of literature by the Tang Dynasty Chinese poet Wang Bo.、Mm. Uh, now, the Chinese language of this quote is、uh, I'm going to pass on that, but to translate that into English, it means as you get older, you ought to be more ambitious. How can you change your ambition when you are gray-haired? Mm-hmm. And when you are in a difficult situation, you should be stronger and never give up your dream.、Mm-hmm. So the the article where this quote is taken from is、uh, named after a pavilion in today's Nanchang City. And but going back to this quote, I mean, being unable to make to fully make use of of your talent in your career is actually a very Common occurrence, but more often than not, this issue is not only determined by your own initiative, but but、uh, but also probably more importantly by some of the external factors beyond your control. So、mm. be more flexible, but never lose hope. Yeah, <laughs> be water. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce 
Bruce Lee, you know, it doesn't make that much sense for me, but from Bruce Lee, Li Xiaolong, I think it does. <laughs> All right, thank you so much for that share. And I like to throw on some music to inspire you, to get you motivated, and grab life by the horns. See us unstoppable. A song will make you feel like you can conquer the world, and this song serves as empowerment anthem. And I thought it'd be really good for you know the Asian Games, since、mm. you know the athletes are competing, as well as for you and I who don't participate in the games directly, but in this tricky little thing called life, we probably need a little bit of encouragement that you could stand up against those who tear you down. No one can stop you from being. You because you're your own self, and no one can change that. A couple of lines that I like to highlight here before we play the song: I'm unstoppable. I'm a Porsche with no brakes. I'm so powerful. I don't need batteries to play. So here we go. See us unstoppable. Hope you enjoy the music, and thank you so much, Ding Hong and Xing Yu, for joining the discussion. I'm He Young. Enjoy your Monday. We'll see you next time. Feeling so.